0: Pregnant ladies and little kids better get the <laughs> hell out of the way, because I'm running. <laughs> I'm just, I'm like Forrest Gump, dude. I am running. So, the Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. <laughs> okay. All, right. All right, I want you to use U's Ombudsman in a sentence next week. I got one for you. <laughs> My name is Kevin, the
2: official Ombudsman of <laughs> 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 the Just Play Podcast. You like apples? <laughs> back to another edition of the Just Press Play pod. We are down. One man, LJ, is not with us today, but stepping right in. We're, Bill Belichick would be happy. The next man up, we got Uncle Tony stepping <laughs> here. What's going on?
1: What's <laughs> happening, gentlemen? Glad to be here. Hello. And of course,
2: we got Pops in the building. What, what's yeah. up, Pops? Hey, man,
1: I'm just glad
0: to be called a gentleman. That's all.
2: So. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't hear that too often, do you?
0: No, I don't hear that very often. I'm very happy.
2: So we took a slight hiatus after after the July 4th weekend and we, we missed a week, but we are back and we have some uh, some fun topics to get to. First, I want to let you know that the podcast is brought to you by our friends over at seatgeek.com. If you're looking for tickets to any event or game or show, whatever you're looking for, Seatgeek has the tickets and they have the, they make it easy for you to find the right ticket for your price. You get on there and they have uh, like when you go to search for tickets on SeatGeek, they have the green dots for the good deals, the yellow dots for the not so good deals and the red dots for the ones that you just want to definitely want to stay away from. It's just not not getting your bang for your buck. So right now, if you are looking to get a ticket, you can go on to SeatGeek.com and put in the promo code ACAA. That's for Armchair All-American. That is one of our uh, affiliates on the podcast. They help us out. So if you put in ACAA right now, you will get. Twenty bucks off your first purchase over at Seat Geek. Life's an event. SeatGeek has the tickets. All right, guys, I got to get into it. Speaking of events, I I don't. It's been a while since I've watched World Series of Poker. I used to kind of back in the Chris MoneyMaker days. I used to watch a little. I think Phil Hellmuth. You're dating <laughs> yourself. You're dating yourself there, <laughs>
0: Kev. I haven't. It's been I'm a while. A guy. It, it's been a while. That's, Is it Hellmuth yeah. or Hellmuth? Hellmuth. 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 Isn't it? Phil Helmuth? Yeah.
2: Okay.
1: Phil Helmuth, yeah. It ha-
2: it's been yeah. a while since I've watched World Series of Poker, but I did catch something a little bit yesterday, and I thought, who better to talk about this than Pops and Uncle Tony? Because I know whether it's <laughs> whether it's some poker down in the basement with the boys or some- out at the casino, I feel like y'all have done some gambling in your days. So, yeah. 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 Anything yeah, but Iron Cross.
1: That. I'll play anything but Iron Cross.
2: I don't I don't even know what Iron Cross is.
0: Well, I can tell you it's a good way to, to think about getting shot. <laughs> we, we, we had a buddy I'm one time, Kevin. Way. We had a buddy playing it one time, and he went every time. Finally he says, you know what? I'm fixing to go out and get my gun and come back in here and shoot somebody. And so well. this buddy of ours who shall remain nameless went outside. <laughs> And I started putting my tennis shoes on and all my other buddies sitting inside said, what the hell are you doing? I said, well, if he brings that gun back, I'm going to have to
1: run through the woods and I want my tennis shoes. on." If I do. Yeah. So I'm, so Kevin, I'm sitting in the corner and I, and I see, I see uh lift putting on his tennis shoes. I'm, and this is the first time or second, third time I met that buddy of ours. And, and, and I was like, what? He said, no, I'm putting my tennis shoes on. I'm like, well, damn, I'm get my, I had my keys in my hand. I had my shoes on, and I knew where the window was that I was jumping to to get out. Well, that sounds like a hell hell of a weekend. Well, the good the it good was. news
0: is our buddy uh, took a little ride down a dirt road and he came back in with yeah. a better better sense of uh, of uh, hospitality. And we all yeah we all live to tell the tale.
2: And luckily we <laughs> yeah luckily we have pops and Uncle Tony here with us today to record <laughs> right. this podcast.
1: Yeah. That was an that was an infamous weekend for for many many reasons. So. Yes.
2: Well, so speaking of the the, yes, the main event was. over the weekend, <laughs> we had there was some controversy in the 2019 World Series of Poker where on day seven with eleven players remaining, Dario Sammartino Sammartino I'm not uh-huh. exactly sure on the pronunciation. Sammartino. Yeah. He uh, he ra- he had pocket tens so he he raised the the pot and then Nick March- Marchington went all in with 22 million. He had pocket Queens. So Mm -hmm. Martino had pocket tens. Marchington had pocket Queens. So he went all in with 22 million. And when Dario asked the dealer for a count, the dealer just right off the top said it would be Mm -hmm. 17.2 million. So the, the Martino with the pocket tens decided he would call. He thought 17 cool. He'd call. And then he already said call. And then someone else at the table Realize they were like, I'm pretty sure that's more than 17. And they did a recount and the, and the dealer was like, Oh crap, yeah, that's 22 million. But so then Dario wanted to know he wanted to know if that's like he was like, Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. If I'd have known as 22, he was going on with 22 instead of 17, I might what not would have called. But apparently the rules go, and I didn't realize this, but there's a rule in there where the player has to be aware of what's on the table at all times, regardless of what the dealer says. So he was forced to then call 22 million so he had to put that extra 5 million in to call the thing. So he was obviously a little upset. He was perturbed by this because he said he might, I mean he he said no he wasn't sure if he would call or not, but it would help the dealer did tell him the wrong number. So I'll just toss it over to you Pops. What do you, I mean does that seem right to you that he was forced to call the 22 million?
0: Boy, this is a tough one because I think Can I explain if, that okay. I tried yeah, to lay I, it I out. I mean yeah. I think yeah, I understand it, right. it pretty clear. Um I, I it seems to me if if I'm playing in the basement with Tony and some buddies and I ask what's in the Hopefully pot. Hopefully no guns in there. Well, I mean you never know. But uh, <laughs> buoy <Bowie> knives. Bowie <laughs> knives. <laughs> that's right. Um, you know, if I ask what's in the pot, it's it's up to me to know. And so if if Keith or Tony says something that's total bullshit, I mean, and you know, I, I think it's more up to me. It does seem to me in the World Series of Poker, that if you ask a dealer for a count, you should be able to rely on that count. So,
2: Yeah, I mean, there's a little I, bit of a difference between you playing in the basement with the boys where there's probably a lot of drinks going around in the World Series of Poker. <coughs> I feel like there is, dealer.
0: but I will say this. It sounds like the rule is very clear. There is no room for uh, debate uh, in it. It is up to the player to know the amount and clarify it. Um, I think the only problem I really had that and I watched the uh, the the feed on it, the uh, YouTube or whatever, the Twitter account, um, the video and the the final guy that made the judgment says, if you're in for 17, you're in for 22 and kind of just that was his final line. And I thought, well, that's kind of horseshit because that. Yeah, that rubbed me the wrong way. That rubbed me the wrong way because there's five million dollars difference. And that's quite a bit. but. So I kind of felt like they should have allowed him to before another card's played. Maybe decide you can pull your your money back. That seems like that would be the fairest thing to do. With that said, I think the rules are pretty clear, and I did think I do think they followed them. And I would be very interested to hear another opinion. So, without further ado, Uncle T. <laughs> what, what, what I was about to
2: say, I know a guy
1: that probably has I, one. I know Tony's got <laughs> yeah. one. it may be wrong, but it, he's gonna have one. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I've got one. Uh. So here's the thing. San Martino at the time, I if I remember correctly, had several more chips than 22 million. Uh, yes. That additional 5 million to him did not make a big difference. Because at that point in time, I think he was mm-hmm. the second, leadish, second leading in chip or number one chip leader with 214 or something like that. And so 17 to 22. So that was a bullshit statement for him to say, well, if it was 22, I might not have called. Well, that's BS. You got pocket tens and don't know the guy's got pocket queens. You're calling 22 million. 10% of your pot, you're going. So first of all, that's bullshit. He's just trying to play it. And Sam Martino did something later where he and another player started talking about the cards, and the pit boss had to come up and say, hey, look, well, the dealer said at first, sorry, you can't discuss the cards because you haven't laid them down yet. Neither one of them was going to bet anymore, but she she said, I'm sorry, you can't talk about what cards you got because San Martino's trying to guess. I bet you got Ace King, Ace King suited. Uh, when the game's connector. still going on and he did when people are still playing yeah the, yeah people are still playing he said I think you got ace king ace ace king suited ace queen suited uh connector and he said you're not gonna have this so I know I got it but am i right am i right and so she said sorry sorry you can't talk about it. so whatever Sam martino said there I'm not really buying it but the thing is the rule is the rule now yeah the dealer should have known it was 22 and yeah that's a mistake but you know what follow the rules 17 to 22 million at that point in time is 2% of your two to three percent of his total, total uh chip stack. And you know, it's not gonna make a difference in his call. He's not looking he the guy's got pocket queens just because he goes all in. He may have pocket sixes or pocket tens, the same as the other guy did. I, I don't I don't buy that. And so I, I think that was a cop out once he figured out that and, and I can't remember in the sequence if the cards had been shown or not before he knew it was a twenty-two mil, before a seventeen mil.
2: Well, I think, so the cards got, the cards were not shown yet, but he okay. said, wait, 22. And then she was like, well, you called did he, ar-? She. you can even hear the dealer ask someone or someone asked the dealer, did he already say call? And she was like, yeah, he called, Yeah, he called it. And yeah, someone I- else came in and was like, well, if he called, he called, but it was just a guy that was standing at the table. So they called the VP over. I forget, Jack Eiffel, I think came over and was like, yeah, if he called, I think it was yeah. like a responsibility role or player responsibility yeah. role." Yeah. And to, to your, to your point, yeah, the dealer screwed up, and and it happens just like we. I mean, we've watched enough football games to know that if you watch the Rams Saints last year, sometimes the dealer or rep <laughs> like they, they just screw up every now and then. Rep screws yeah. up. <laughs> and and the other pro though that was sitting right beside him, who was not who had already folded, he knew right away when the rep when when the dealer said seventeen point two, he's like, um, I think that's off. I think I, he, I did I hear think that. That's off. Yes. So, I mean, but so yeah. it was pretty. It wasn't that. It wasn't. It was pretty obvious. Most of the players, and especially if you're if you're at the table. You're a pretty good poker player. You should be. Able, yeah. You should have already have counted up how much he's got, or at least have an idea. And you should. I mean, there's a responsibility to the player. So I didn't have that much problem with the ruling. I thought the guy saying till the last line to throw in there, like, oh, if you're calling seventeen, you're calling twenty-two. That just seemed unnecessary to me. Yeah. But I do yeah. think you're right, Tone. I he was probably going all in, and then he realized, well, shit, he's got pocket queens. This sucks. I mean, he's yeah. just upset that yeah. he saw pocket queens. Well, so I got probably. two. Yeah. I, got yeah. I got two questions. Say, so are
0: you saying? He called and then asked for account, or did he ask for account and then call?
2: He asked for account. She said then seventeen he two, and he said, "All right, call." Okay. And then, he and then, and then she. It was interesting to me though, and I the World Series poker just moves fast. But so the other guy says, "Well, it looks like more than that," and they realize that she got the thing wrong. And the one guy comes in and says, "Well, if he called, he called," and then she like pretty quick shows the river. So the dealer, the deal is going on, and then. Martino's still he's carrying on and carrying on and upset about it and standing up and yeah if you look at the total amount of chips I didn't totally realize he point, had that many chips it was, <laughs> okay so he had, so had two hundred fourteen million chips yeah. okay. shit.
1: that was
2: yeah that was that was on Sunday night and despite losing that hand Martino started on Monday in fifth with twenty three point one million yeah. with just five players remaining so it didn't affect yeah. him that much in the long run but yeah when you're throwing chips out there
1: every chip matters especially when you're playing poker yeah. I get him throwing a fit but. And I- and I don't watch the World Series of Poker all that much, but I do watch it And in in deference to something LJ said the other night. I do happen to stay up late. I also happen to get up early. Uh, I don't live in Norway, but you know what? I I pretty much know my own schedule. So the thing about it is World Series of Poker late at night is a great thing to watch. And San Martino, if you, if you watch him a little bit, he's one of these guys that stares and he does these mm. stares that you really don't like. It's like, come on, man, you got a 30 second stare on a, on somebody else. It, you know, it's just creepy. And one of the guys says, man, that's almost romantic. <laughs> and I started looking at him as is he's, as is he's staring at that guy. And it's like, man, he's kind of like blinking his blinking his eyes and looking deep into his soul or something. It's like, man, come on, man. So Sam Martino, to be honest <laughs> with, that was, that was a little bit of a show to say, I'm going to be upset. So he could kind of, you know, it kind of throws yeah. some emotion out there and get the game going hmm. the way you wanted it to. So, I'm I'm I don't think it's a big deal.
2: <laughs> well, and you can t- you could tell with us uh kicking off the pod with some world series of poker talk, you can tell we're <laughs> in mid-July and it's a little slow <laughs> in, in in the sports cycle, but since it is mid-July, that means that football it's is just, what, what? It's, around quarter. it's around the corner. Around the corner, baby. It's around the corner. I don't know. I don't know if you've noticed. I was at a gas station the other day, and and a fantasy football magazine popped up, and I that there was this <laughs> there was this little itch I had in the in, on my arm, and all of a sudden that, that fever started getting back, and I thought, Uh-oh, it's <laughs> a, oh, it's <laughs> oh no, <gasps> the fantasy football has index, this fantasy has football shown index its already, already go. got my
1: mag. Well, it is, yep. So I have, uh, you know, I have my seasons go by when and when I am or am not coaching baseball, and so. Baseball ended this past weekend for me, so that means that a trip to Barnes so and Noble time, is in my future. And <laughs> there are two or three magazines uh, being bought, even though I may not look at them that much. Got to have them. And uh, and so it is, it is that time. This is the time of year where everybody is the best football player they've ever been. Everybody's in the best shape they've ever been. They've gained oh, yeah. 20 pounds or they've lost 20 pounds. They're going to really – they're going to really compete for that number one position, or they're going to they're going to be the slot receiver that really produces. It's, Everybody's number one right now, and and then all of a sudden it's they'll the start annual throwing time. Kick. Yep, they'll start. Yeah, throwing it's the annual time where Devonte Parker. Yeah,
2: Devonte Parker for the Dolphins. He's finally. This yeah. is the year. This, this is, is the, the year for Devonte
1: Parker. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, this is it. And if you hang on long enough, Darren Sproles will will show up in somebody's camp. So just hang in there, guys. Darren Sproles will show up. Don't worry.
2: So (laughs) it's hard to believe, but football is almost back. The NFL preseason kicks off with the Hall of Fame game on August 1st. And soon, that means regular season NFL and college football beer. So that means it's time to make an account at the best Online sportsbook known to man. That's right, we're talking my bookie. Sports betting is exploding in popularity. If you want to get in on the action with trusted company that's been in the business for years, my bookie is the place for you. With an easy, no hassle mobile site, twenty four seven customer service, and bets on every sport and prop imaginable, my bookie provides a fun, safe betting experience. And right now if you get in there and deposit my bookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus. That's right, you put in 100, they'll give you 50. 50. You put in 1000, they'll give you an extra 500. It's that easy. All you got to do is go to mybookie.ag that's m y b o o k i e.ag and sign up today with the promo code jpp for just press play and my bookie will get you that extra deposit Right now you play, you win, you get paid over at my bookie. And with so, so the, what I want to talk about with football going on right now, there's the, the Madden ratings just came out. I don't know if you guys <laughs> saw this by any chance. And I heard about it. Heard four, about. It. Four guys I think are pretty okay with their rating because four guys got a 99 overall and we'll talk about those four in just a second, but I don't know if it's. I think it's always been this case where we talk. It's because it's so slow in sports. We got to talk about something, so we talk about Madden ratings. But with Twitter nowadays, the, all the players are upset about their rating. They're, every single guy thinks they got rated too low. Well, except for and four,
0: so, I think. But
2: except for four. Except and for four. So let's talk yeah. about the four ninety-nine overall picks. There was only one offensive player with a ninety-nine overall. And three defensive, it was Aaron Donald, Bobby Wagner, Khalil Mack, all got 99s. And then DeAndre Hopkins for the Texans wide receiver got 99. So no QBs made it. So I'm just going to ask you, Tone, what's your thoughts on those four getting the 99 and no one else? Any any thoughts? Well,
1: <laughs> yeah, I really, you know, I, I don't have a lot of thought about Madden except who's on the cover because then I never draft him in fantasy football. Well, that's but, your boy.
2: That's your boy yeah. on the cover. Who's on the cut? Co- Did they announce the cover? Oh yeah, the covers. Patrick Mahomes, Mister Throwing Out of the Stadium.
1: Oh, oh son of a man. bitch. Okay,
2: <laughs> um, uh,
1: that's fine. Tony, unless you're drafting in the top two or one, you're not getting him yeah. anyway. So yeah, I haven't I haven't been a dynasty league that will, and I, we won't talk about that till later on this fall. But yeah, I'm not going to shout in league,
2: Lj's so. ear just perked up. He loves it when Tony brings up his dynasty league. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing about Madden it is it, it some of it you know they take measurables and it's based upon past performances and stuff but i never you know never really looked into uh, that doesn't mean jack shit except for <laughs> these multimillionaires who ain't got nothing to do before training camp starts and now it's like all they're doing is playing Madden oh man I'm a 99, but I'm a 96. I'm a bitch. Okay. You know, those kind of things go on. So other than that, it doesn't matter. I will say this. DeAndre Hopkins is a 99 and being the only offensive player out there, I think is spot on. And, you know, because he is in his category by far and away the, the best the the best in the business right there right now yeah I mean so. he's been
2: one of the top receivers for a while now I, th- I mean I no don't doubt about it it's been debatable whether he's been the top receiver for the past four years but regardless he's been one of the top and before this year until DeAndre or until Deshaun Watson got there I mean. He's had just a musical chairs at quarterbacks, and he yeah. still produces every week in and week out. Well, now I might I that would beg would, to differ with y'all on
0: Hopkins. Now oh, okay. I, I love okay. DeAndre Hopkins, but I kind of came on to him last year. But I mean, your Antonio Brown has been the number one receiver drafted in most fantasy leagues in the last several years, and True. and I would I would argue that he has been the top. But he's receiver. got the
2: amazing quarterback throwing to him. Right? Well, he doesn't <laughs> anymore.
1: <God>. He doesn't <laughs> anymore, Derek. I'm on my ass again, Carr. That's uh, yeah, yeah. He's got that guy going.
2: Sorry right for there. jumping in there, pops. I'll, I'll let you finish. Yeah. What were you saying?
0: So I, I was just a little surprised that uh, that if he was number one, and I do notice, I looked up. So Antonio Brown got a ninety-eight. Julio Jones got a ninety-eight. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. got a yeah. ninety-six. So there's certainly, you know, those are the yeah, other it's- name receivers. And you know, okay, ninety-nine, ninety-eight,
2: big whooper deal. Not a big, not a big difference <laughs> uh, there. Yeah. But yeah. there is something to be the one yeah. perfect because ninety nine. By yeah. the way, for anyone out there, ninety nine is the top. There's no hundred rating, so yeah. Yeah. that means he's the top guy as far as Madden. When well, I think go. every one so of them, everyone something. wants to be
0: in the nineties. You know, everybody can't be in the nineties. It just you just can't be.
2: Yeah, one guy who wasn't in the nineties, Mister uh, Keenan Allen, over at the Chargers, got yeah. an eighty nine. <laughs> yeah. He got an eighty nine, <laughs> yeah. and he was very perturbed to say to yeah. say the least. He posted like this yeah. long Twitter video of him just all upset. He went, and it's funny. He's sitting here, he's recording <laughs> this in the car, I think. And so it's not like in front of a, a computer screen or something. And clearly the man knows his exact rating on like everything. He was like an 84 on short route running, yeah. an 85 on medium. He, he knew it every single number. So yeah. he had a long, yeah. he, he was actually really upset yeah. about this. And Tony's right. These these multimillionaires they got too much time in there. And they're much, looking at
1: yeah. every single category in the Madden ratings. I can, I can guarantee you Keenan Allen has... No Madden ratings in his contract. He's not getting any bonuses for his Madden rating. So I, I don't know why he's any any mad about. It. But, you know, now I will say this. Dr. Liff is right. You know, Antonio Brown has been phenomenal. And I'll say this about football in 2019. We are in for an interesting year because there was so much movement uh, it, with the top tier guys. You know, you've got Le'Veon Bell, New York Jets, Antonio Brown. Oakland Raiders on Hard Knocks. That was an awesome awesome, awesome episode by the by the way on that. And then um, you know, Odell Beckham with, with Cleveland. You just don't know. Some of those guys now all of a sudden you've got these what ifs. What if Baker Mayfield has a sophomore slump? What if Antonio Brown can't live with John Gruden? You know, those all these different things are out there. There's, there's some little bit of doubt being placed in a lot of those top-tier players mm-hmm. this year. Yeah. So it's going to be fun to watch. I think fantasy football drafts this year may be the most fun to watch that, that they've been in quite some time.
2: I, I, I agree with you. There's just a lot of uncertainty out there. And the other thing that was interesting to me on on the Madden ratings were the the quarterbacks out there and your boy, Tony, the, the cover the cover boy – he was the top quarterback out there. Mahomes was a 97 overall, but the one that really is surprising, I think a lot of people, was coming in at 6th was Aaron Rodgers. He was the 6th best quarterback yep. in the ratings at a 90. Really? Above him are Russell Wilson at 5, at 91, Andrew Luck at 4, at 92, Philip Rivers as the 3rd quarterback at 94, and then Mr. Goat, the the, the ageless <laughs> wonder himself, Tom Brady at 96. <clears throat> Philip Phil yeah. Rivers, I think he's a good quarterback, and especially like he's one of those guys in fantasy you're not usually excited about him when you yeah. get him, but he always produces every third single year. Third highest rated
1: yeah, quarterback I agree. That in the NFL? Little, that was a little uh, ambitious. Well, the thing about Madden, his completion ratio, though, is pretty good. Um, yeah. He gets Hunter Henry back this year. I don't know if they factored that in. Um, he but, may or may uh, not have Gordon. They yeah, haven't signed I, Gordon yet. They haven't yeah. signed Gordon yet. You know, Gordon's going to sign because hey. who's going to – Who's he's got a sign. Trade for a for a eggshell head guy. You know this. This guy's had two concussions in the last three years. So <laughs> he's got a sign. Anyway, I don't get. But yeah, uh, Rivers being three. You know, depending on what your measurables are as a quarterback, that's fine. What I find interesting on Madden is that a lot of these guys they don't take into account their running ability. And I would have thought on Madden you might see like Deshaun Watson be a little bit higher, maybe in those top five. Uh, not that Josh Allen is a good quarterback, but I, I bet you if you if you put together a Madden team that was right, you could you could probably put Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, uh, maybe Lamar Jackson in there with a as a rushing team, and you could probably get a pretty decent score. But um, y- you know who who knows what they're using there. But I hey Philip Rivers, yeah, he's going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback.
0: What do you, you want to hear? Something a little interesting too. I look, you know, there, there are certain uh, things they. That make up their point total, and so it's like awareness, acceleration, agility, and strength. And I thought it was interesting. So the the highest person rated in strength, really no big surprise, was Aaron Donald. Okay, I get that. The highest highest in agility, football, Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, okay, okay. Acceleration, yeah. Tyreek Hill, who may or may not be playing next year, I don't know, but okay, yeah, I get that he's playing. Yeah, but he's playing. Playing. the other seems he's fair. awareness, I thought this one was very interesting. The number one guy in awareness is David Bakhtiari, the tackle for the Green Bay Packers.
2: <laughs> also also known as the guy, also known as the guy that was the he chugged the beer really fast at the Bucks game. Exactly. He's not the one that did it. Was I, was knew there, I knew I knew that name. That's that, Bakhtiari. That's Bakhtiari. Okay. Yeah. Well, Tom Brady
0: was number two in awareness, but I just. He was he's the highest awareness. He was super aware when that camera was on why him. He he took got two Maybe that's best, why I but- got it. Maybe that's why I got it. Yes, Paciari <laughs> is the number one grade in awareness. Oh,
1: I would like to see how you wow. computerize awareness. I I'd like to talk to those programmers and say, "Okay, talk to me about awareness. How does that work in a video game?"
2: I mean, there there's a lot that goes into it, and I'll, more often than not, Madden old. ratings are pretty. They, yeah. they do a pretty good job yeah. a lot of I mean, times. I guess
1: he reads that blitz but, pretty good, is or something. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Okay, you know, so now, so you're so you're an intern at EA Sports doing the Madden stuff, and it's okay, bud. Here's what I want you to do: there are ten thousand CDs downstairs. I want you to go watch David Bakhtiari <laughs> for six hours. And tell me how many times he picks up the blitz. <laughs> Could you imagine being that guy? You're you're watching. I, I mean, there's, plays. I'm sure there's
2: worse jobs out there, but yes, that does. We need we need to really dive into <laughs> yeah. the Bakhtiari tape today, me, guys. We got to really he gave get me it. David
0: Bakhtiari,
1: <laughs> damn, I'm for real. That's what it says. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but yeah, and uh, so not only David yeah. Bakhtiari, somebody's out there with with incognito going. Okay, so give me incognito's awareness <laughs> score. Okay, can I give you like 50 now? Because he's already suspended again, you, you know. Can I just give you that and let's just go forward? Do I have to watch <laughs> tapes? Mike let's just call Cagito? it a day. Yeah, can we just yeah, call it a day? Let's just let's call it what it is and is. Let's move forward. <laughs> uh, the
2: The last, the last, at least quarterback I want to bring up was uh, Eli Manning and his rating on the game. I, before I tell you what his rating was, I just want to see. Can you guess, Uncle Tony? I'll start with you. Can you guess the number of quarterbacks rated higher? Than Eli Manning on Madden 2020. 41. Pops? What do you <laughs> well, think?
0: Well, I'd say it it's surely he's he's gotta be in the top thirty-two of starting quarterbacks, I would think. Let me think. I'm going to say he was ranked twenty-eight. I'll say twenty-eight.
2: There were he was the thirty-fifth ranked quarterback. Wow. There were thirty-four quarterbacks rated higher wow. than Eli Manning. <laughs> so yeah. you would think maybe top thirty-two, at least a starting level, but no, there are thirty-four quarterbacks yeah. rated higher, including Case Keenum, Teddy Bridgewater, Ryan Tannehill, Joe Flacco. Teddy oh, Lord, There's a better, there's probably more on the list that are interesting, well, but it it
1: cracked me up to see a whole Eli down there at 72. Mm. And you know, I feel bad for Eli because here's you know Dude, yeah, he's made a lot of money. Yeah. He's made a lot of money. So I guess maybe I shouldn't feel bad for him. Yeah, he's gonna be okay. Yeah. Except he looks like a Manny. <laughs> so but other than that, he um at least he doesn't look like a Davis. But um the thing is. He you know, he came out this summer after their offseason camp and everybody's like, oh, uh <clears throat> the new quarterback um Jones, Dan Jones, oh, he looks real good. He may he he may be able to to uh you know to to challenge for the starting position this year. And Eli comes out and says, you know, I'm not sure how long I'll play in the league. I might play for four or five more years. I don't know. I feel really good <laughs> like right now. I love the game. Dude, you're you're about to not play for like Six months. I mean, it's, yeah, right. And for him to have that like unrealistic, it's like, oh, um, Eli, dude, just just go on, just take your money, sit on a sideline, hold the clipboard. You still can a- walk with both knees. You're good, and go on. There's a there's a booth waiting for you at ESPN. Well, just move on. But it, it was hilarious. I him hadn't heard you say that. that. I think wow. I could play for four or five more years. <laughs>
2: Well I mean yeah he might he might like be able to play for four or five years but I don't know at at, at what You're level they going be for the Giants. <laughs> yeah. Well no. somehow it was funny you say you feel bad for Eli Manning. Somehow he still got chose over over Odell Beckham as who the Giants would rather keep. So I don't I don't know what's going on there. I think maybe it's yeah. still Archie Manning's pull in, in, just in the world of football. Yeah. He just has that kind of pull but man Eli he just sticks around. He's the quarterback that never goes away. Yeah, um, well, yeah. I, I really, want to ask a The question. guy I feel
1: bad for is Saquon Barkley. He, he, that's the guy I feel bad that, for. I think I you're sure fair in that stays, one. Yeah. I sure hope he stays healthy because yeah, he ain't playing for much this year. That poor guy, he's
2: going to be on a rookie contract <laughs> for the next four years, and I think they're <laughs> going to run him into the ground. And let's just hope he's still able – those big old quads are still <laughs> able to walk by the time yeah. he gets a chance to sign a new deal. What were, Pops, yeah. what were you going to say? Th- you had well, a couple you of things
0: ask. about running backs since you brought him up. One, the top-rated running back in Madden, is Todd Gurley and you know? Do you remember?
2: Do you remember how? how do you remember him in the Super Bowl? I think I, I he had one he third
0: down carry or something, or maybe
2: he had. C.J. Anderson was the best running back on that Horn team. Chip Anderson was
0: by far the best running back on that team at the end of the year. I mean, right? Something's wrong with Gurley, right? It, didn't they come out that he had some kind of knee injury or something?
2: Supposedly, I think he might have some
1: arthritis in those knees. Yeah, they they think it's arthritis, but that doesn't mean he can't play through it. Well. So it's just that he's not going to be able to give 360 touches every year. They're probably he's probably between 250 and 300 touches this year. But the thing is when he touches it, if they do that, when he touches it, he's probably going to be pretty good. I'm not sure how Madden addresses that, but Well, and and and, and I would assume in Madden nobody gives a shit if you got a degenerative knee. It's like, okay, I, unless they take that into account for okay, the degenerative knee comes in at the 35th play on your game. I, <laughs> yeah. You know. Know. At, Other than that, he's still as some measurables when he has the ball, probably the number one running back
2: to, to, to Tony's point as someone who's played at not as much of late, but in, in my lifetime, there's been a lot of Madden played. <clears throat> and so there is an injury rating that goes into Todd Gurley. So if you were to have him in your dynasty, he may get hurt <laughs> more often yeah. than say uh, a Saquon Barkley will to this point, but that rating goes He's a 97 overall when healthy. So like he's a 97 yeah. overall. He might get like because at one point Mike Vick back in 2000 like four or five he was like a 99 overall, really high. And he's really good, but he gets hurt about once a game. Yeah. If you run around him, he's gonna get hurt. So Todd Gurley is probably gonna leave at some point in the game if you have him. But when he's in, like Tony said, and, and he gets a touch, he's gonna be hard to bring down. So I get that point, but. It was funny. We mentioned a little bit uh, about Melvin Gordon and how he's saying he's going to hold out and wants a new contract before he gets there. Todd Gurley may be the exact reason why the Chargers are going. Whoa, now we're not ready because we just saw Todd Gurley get a huge payday, and a year later, we're now hearing the rumbles: Is his knees ever going to be the same? I mean, he's still a young guy. He's only what twenty? He's pretty young, six probably. Twenty. I mean, he's.
0: But, yeah. and, and think about here's the other one: Zeke. Zeke's wanting this new contract yeah. now. And I mean I'm telling you I think yeah. it would probably I I do think he is is he was the number 2 rated quarterback by the way or running back but behind Gurley running back yeah and and I think he probably yeah. is fairly in that position. I think he is a great running back in the NFL. But I mean I heard Colin Cowherd saying today he said trade him to Houston for LaMar Miller and a couple of draft picks and I mean LaMar Miller behind that Dallas line would do a pretty good job and I just don't think you can pay a running back that kind of crazy money anymore, and and I think Gurley's one of well, the reasons I mean, why.
2: Some some smart guys have thought that same way. I mean, there's Bill Belichick who's not who decided he wasn't gonna pay a running back and just he'd rather draft one even if it's in the first round with uh, Sony Michelle he'd rather draft one and pay him that rookie contract for four years. And if they want to go get a big contract, Saints did the same thing. They'll draft yeah. Kamara in the fourth round, which. That guy, it was interesting to me that Kamara was the eighth best running back. I mean, there's not many more more explosive players, but that's just kind of, it's sad to me because I I think it's one of my favorite positions, a lot of people's probably favorite position to watch. The running back so fun to watch and they're some of the best athletes on the field, but it's just hard to say, I'm going to guarantee this guy blank million dollars when it's just you're after three or four years running the ball a lot. It, there's a lot of proof to show it's just that's a lot of wear and yeah. tear on your knees and body because those are big old lines like we just talked about the 99 overalls there's some good defensive players over there. there's some khalil max and bobby wagner's who are just waiting to take you out i just i, I wonder yeah. to see I, i'm interested to see how the zeke contract goes melvin gordon barkley in a few years mccaffrey i just i think we're gonna see running backs not get that guaranteed money and yeah i feel bad yeah for them. Int-
1: yeah yeah it, it's interesting i i yeah, the Cowboys are in kind of a situation because they've got three premier players that are wanting to pay. So, congratulations, Jerry. Way to put yourself yeah. in that position. But, um, the thing about a running back right now, uh, six years is your average, uh, running back. You know, when you're 28 years old as a running back, you're old. And that's amazing yeah. to say that, but that's you're not that's old the for case. the earth. You're not old you're, for the you're, earth. Just you're just old for the field yeah. when you're at a running yeah. back. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so so anyway, I think that's interesting. You know, you, you've got two or three guys that are just the exception. You, Adrian Peterson has made it this far, Darren Sproles, but he wasn't a you know really a
2: <clears throat> Adrian Peterson's an alien though. Are we yeah, sure that, that that's Adrian a human Peterson's being?
1: Adrian Peterson's an alien. Yeah, and, and <laughs> the, yeah, yeah. So anyway, but you know, twenty eight is old hmm. for a running back, and so now you get to, how do you pay these guys? And so when you get to year three or four, uh, and they're still in a rookie contract. These guys are thinking. Look, I only know I'm playing for three or four more years. I want money now, and so it's kind of a give and take. It's it's almost like teams know that I'm going to overpay and pay you for the service you've done me in the past, hoping I can get one or two more years out of it. And then mm, that's, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. So,
2: it's 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 these guys go yeah. like Le'Veon Bell says. Look what I've done for you the past three years, and the Steelers. I mean that. At some point, that's a businessman up there and they go, Yeah, yeah. well, that's already been paid for. Yeah. I'm paying for the next three years. Yeah. And what are you going to yeah. do in the yeah. future?
1: And I think, and and this is just interesting, you know, Josh Jacobs, the rookie running back. The rookie for the Raiders, out of Alabama. Yeah, the Alabama is now balking at his rookie contract. This may be, if he does hold out, this may be that that one that says, look, my position has a shorter time frame than any other position on the field. I need to be paid more now. It's a fair point. rookie, the scale and all that stuff, this this needs to change. Now, we'll see if he continues to hold out or not because that would be a really big statement for this kid to do that. Uh, We'll see. But it it is – Interesting to have that conversation of, okay, maybe the running back should have a different scale because they, I mean, you can look at, look at Larry Fitzgerald. There are multiple wide receivers that are playing into their, then into their early thirties quarterbacks, mid thirties. late thirties, Yeah. Uh, Breeze and Brady probably yeah. in yeah. the forties, aren't there? Close. And, and they're getting paid huge contracts. Why isn't that money? You know, I, I could see where running backs could say, look, this needs to be a bigger scale. Early. Not, that's a, a running back. At,
2: yeah, that's a lot, though. I I do think it takes it's going to take a rookie like that to make that stand. But that's a lot to ask, especially a guy like Josh Jacobs, who I mean, not that long ago in high school, he was a home. Like his family was homeless. Oh, yeah. Like there's not a lot of money in that family. I, I remember Joey Bosa story. a couple of years ago. I know Tony's rolling his eyes. I'm bringing up Bosa, <laughs> but
1: <laughs> no, I knew their, it was their Kevin, family.
2: Yeah. Their family actually it was really well on money, and he was able to hold out to get more yeah. the guaranteed money more yeah. that he wanted. You're asking a guy who's never quite had. Yeah. Like it's hard to yeah. ask someone, hey, don't take this couple million now, even though it'll change your life and get change your parents' life. Don't take it now because you're trying to hold out for the rest of the position. Yeah. It's like, hold on, hold on. Why am I the face of this argument? Yeah. So mm-hmm.
1: yeah, it's interesting. But, yeah. but that's where it's
2: going to take. That's where it's going to take because it's those first four years that they're going to run you into the ground, yep. and then by 27, 26. So that's when you get your first contract. When you get
0: your first contract as a running back, you're kind of you're on the backside of your career at best. So,
2: Whereas a quarterback, you get Kirk Cousins, his first contract comes at 26 He's still got his best ahead of him. Theoretically, that's right when he's getting
1: into his best football, right? Wide receivers the same way. Mm -hmm. Linemen the same way. Uh, Offensive linemen, at least. You know, they can play. But yeah, those running backs, it's, you know, again, nobody's – there's only one or two Emmitt Smiths, Adrian Petersons. You know, there's the guys that have that longevity just – just aren't out there. And I, it's a shame that they get compared to that from a contract.
2: Center. All right. Speaking of longevity and careers and someone who may or may not be hitting their prime. <laughs> wow. Good one. Yeah,
1: here we go. So wow. Taylor
2: Swift has been in the news here lately. She doesn't get brought up a lot on this podcast. We're not usually the big, the big Swifties here, but <laughs> she, she's been brought up on June 30th. A couple of weeks ago, she published this long Tumblr po- Tumblr post where she was accusing two major music executives of bullying her. I don't know. Have you seen any of this, Uncle Tom? I have
1: not. I'm not a big Tumblr
2: well, I, user. Well, neither am I. I just happened to see it on uh, on other – other. it just kind of made it – it surfaced on other Twitter. There, I don't know if you know this. There's a lot of uh, Swift fans out there. Yeah, uh, there's a few. And when she – I have yeah. heard that. And yeah. when she makes – What do they
1: a, call this? The crew? The crowd? the I
2: don't know. I've always called them called? Swifties, but there's there's a term for them. It's kind of like the yeah. – for Beyonce, there's the, the Bayhive – there's some kind of thing for, for, for Swift fans, too. And uh, so she made this big thing where she basically accused a lot of the, these these two big uh, music label groups of, of bullying her. And it gained a lot of ground really fast. And, and basically, her, her whole argument is, I'll try to kind of lay it out for you, is she used to be a part of the Big Machine label, which that's where she recorded her first six albums with. And they had that means they had uh, the rights to her master recordings, which means... The the first time she recorded is the master recording. So that means anytime a movie, a show, a commercial, anybody wants to use Tim McGraw or Teardrops on my guitar, any of those songs she recorded like when she was 16 or 17 that became huge, they pay Big Machine, not Taylor Swift. And mm-hmm. Big Machine just recently sold to a guy named Scooter Brown for $300 Scooter. million. Scooter Brown, Scooter Brown is a braun, I believe Scooter Braun is a huge music. Label guy, and, and he's he's worked with guys like Kanye West, Justin Bieber, Demi Lovato, Ariana Grande. Does anybody besides me have
0: a little trouble taking somebody serious named Scooter? I I don't know. I just uh,
2: obviously he's a powerful well, man Maybe but. yeah, the man's done pretty well for himself. As
1: as long as it's not Cooter Brown, I'm okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so she says she says that this is her worst case scenario. That Bron's been bullying her for years. And that he's just she's been trying to buy back her old, old albums for a long time now. And Big Machine would not do it. And that the founder of Big Machine, Scott Borchetta, had refused to sell it to her and instead purposely sold it to someone that Taylor Swift would hate to have the rights to her song. It's been pretty uh, decisive ever since because a bunch of artists are waiting. Uh, Halsey and Iggy Azalea, I don't know if you guys have heard of them. They, among others, yeah, I've have heard heard of of them. Them. they've taken yeah, Swift's sides using the hashtag. We stand with Taylor. Others like Justin Bieber and Demi Lovato, who, as I mentioned earlier, have worked with Braun, said that he's just misunderstood and that he's not bullied anyone. The reason <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give you some background on why she doesn't like Scooter Braun. If you remember, Taylor Swift had that whole thing with there was when Kanye West came up on the stage when Taylor Swift was accepting an award. And basically ran her off the stage and said that Beyonce should win the award. And then a couple years later, Kanye released a song called Famous, mm-hmm. which contained the line, I feel like me and Taylor might still have sex while I made that blank famous. She came in <laughs> and, and denounced that line, saying it's misogynistic. Kanye West then later said that he called Taylor Swift and asked her if it was all right to use it because he didn't want to use a line like that without at least talking to her. And then... Kim Kardashian actually published a she like posted the video of, of the call like they had it on speakerphone. So it basically made Swift look really bad because she was like, I can't believe he would say that. And then there was a recording of her going, yeah, it's fine if you say that. They may or may not have asked if they could throw the B word in there. You know, that, that, that's kind of the big one, I think, is what really rubbed her the wrong way. So And and so she claims that Scooter Braun, who was kind of the publicist and person behind Kanye West, was the person pulling the strings on this. So that's why she says it's bullying. But I wanted to ask you guys, the big thing that she went on a tangent about was artists not owning their own songs and not being able to own their own songs. And she's saying she signed this deal when she was 16 years old and she was trying to buy it back and couldn't. This isn't something new, though, right? I mean, this is... Paul, no. this this happened with Michael Jackson, I believe, and didn't it happen
1: with Paul McCartney was involved in something? Maybe he was
2: involved in the Michael Jackson. I don't know, but this isn't new, right,
1: Tom? No, absolutely not. And, and Michael Jackson bought the McCartney Lennon rights. Uh, okay, but yeah, it's a it as Prince, the song goes. It when it happened with your? Yeah, it's a tale as old as time. So anyway, <laughs> um, so uh, uh, you know, a good a good friend of mine, uh, Prince Rogers Nelson. You know, he had to change his name to assemble, you know, to assemble. And he had the same argument that Warner brothers had taken his masters and, and he wasn't going to record his prints anymore. And he was going to all that stuff. It it happens all the time. And, and here's, here's my thought on it. And I'm glad you brought it up, Kevin, because I feel like ranting a little bit here, but you know, come on. So Taylor Swift, multi, 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 probably billionaire um, has profited from that, Big machine, they took a chance. She may have been a one-hit wonder, she may have been a two-hit wonder, but she's turned out to be a phenomenal pop star, right? That's the chance you take. The 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 way you pay the Piper in that deal is you make that make that deal. Now she's when she says, I'm being bullied, well, that's BS. You know how many people she's got under contract to her lawyers, her managers, her studio guys, they should be the ones that if she's gonna be mad at anybody, she ought to be mad at her management for saying, Hey, why did we make this deal? Why didn't we get out of this sooner? Uh, you know, if you watched, I just got through watching Bohemian Rhapsody uh, just a couple of days ago for the first time. Phenomenal film, by the like. way. Good movie. Queen did the same thing. You know, they went to uh, they went to their label and said, "We're going to make this just like this, and you're going to Queen's going to do this." And and so they bucked the system. It happens all the time. Uh, and so for her to do this, for me. It's just another way for her to keep the T Swift name out there, and uh, you know if you know I, I'd like to see more pictures of her and Katy Perry kissing and making up. That'd be great, you know. I got no I got no desire to see her kiss Scooter Brown or Scooter Brown or Cooter Brown or whoever this guy might be, I, 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 unless he's you know got a wife. Then fine, they want to kiss and make up. I watch, but otherwise, I you know you know you're a big oh, girl. Oh, he's, oh my oh, goodness. Goodness. You're, You're a big girl. You're multi. You've got multiple homes and multiple places. Like your music, good musician. I'm sure you're going to turn into the Madonna of the 2020s, and I can't wait to see your sex book come out. But you know, it's just you know, come on, man, come on. You know, I I just any yeah. So it's just grow up and put your big girl panties on and and move on from it, and and make another great album, so you don't have to worry about it.
2: As far as far as Taylor Swift being bullied, uh I would love to if I could get bullied and end up with an estimated net worth of three hundred and sixty million is what business insider has her net worth at, I'd be okay hmm. with that. But Dad I, I feel like you might have at least some thoughts. You look like you, you have something no, well, back.
0: No, there. I, I think I tend to agree with Tony on this and in, in that uh, you know, if if obviously if the masters were for sale, if the rights to this music was for sale, then she has the money. Why didn't she go buy it? Why didn't she bid? That's why I'm always confused
2: Is so can I can I interject? Can I interject real yeah, quick? Yeah, but how did
0: Michael Jackson buy the Beatles music? Because I mean the Beatles had a lot of money. Paul McCartney and John Lennon they were for sale. You know, that's that I think Tony kind of <laughs> hit something the nail on the head in that that's your legal team and your business manager's issue. Maybe you had to sign that deal just to get your music distributed in the first place. And if that's the case, that's the case. But if you had the opportunity to buy it and didn't take advantage of that, uh, that's either your fault or your legal team's fault or, or somebody like that. So I, I think I would tend to agree that it's a little bit much ado about nothing.
2: Well, so apparently this, this, this is what – there's different sides to the story. If you ask Scott Brachetta, the guy who was a big, big machine label who sold it to Scooter Braun, Or if you ask Taylor Swift, there's two different, as always, there's two different sides of the story. And then there's probably the middle, which is the correct story. But she claims that she had been trying to buy him back and that the only offer Borchetta gave her was that she could buy the rights to her master recordings. But that that meant the next three to five albums, there was a certain number that she came out with would be under the Big Machine label. So she would still be under them and they would make some profit off the next couple albums. She didn't want to do that because Big Machine was getting ready to sell. It's it's been known that they were going to sell soon, so that meant if she signs that deal, then that means her next three albums is going to be under. She doesn't know. She doesn't know who she's going to be working for, and she didn't want to sign up for that. I understand that a little bit, but it's kind of you know, it's kind of we talked about the running back position and how it's just kind of the way it works. She's 16 years old. She needed to. She she needed. She wanted to make a, a get her name in the music business and Big Machine label. As Uncle Tone said. They gave her an opportunity. They took a chance and said, we'll go with this young girl in Nashville and see what happens. Good. It was a great bet by them. It worked out really well for her and them. And that's just kind of the name of the game. This isn't going to be the first. It's not going to be the last time that someone's a little upset that they signed a deal that may not have been an, at at 16. Yeah, you could say, well, I, they, they took advantage of her, but they also took a chance on this nobody who's yeah. playing in bars in Nashville. So yeah. – it's kind of the way it goes. It's I I don't know. I I get her being a little upset that she doesn't have the master recordings because it does feel odd that you it's your voice and your song and you don't own any of it. But that's just the business. That's the way it works. Yeah. And it's just like guys getting cut and not making the money in the NFL once their knees go down. That's just the business. That's just part of the the way yep. life yep. works. And
1: yeah, yeah. And I, I you know in the grand scheme of things, you know, okay, I'm sorry, Taylor. Go back to your mansion, but. From a business standpoint, you made a good. That was a good uh, segue there, or or comparison, Kevin, with the uh, to the running back. You know, you take that chance, you pay a little, and you get a lot in return. But then, at that time of the next contract, you better be prepared to pay a lot because you didn't pay much in the beginning. And you know that's that's probably true. However, and and just in entertainment, like football is entertainment, basketball is entertainment, NBA is strictly a circus. So um, that was. <laughs> I just thought I. I'm sure you all appreciate anyway, that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, you never know. The next the next album might be your last because it sucks. And all of a sudden things change. And so I, I I get that part, but you know what? She had the shot to get the masters. She should have done it. And so I'm not gonna feel
2: bad. I do I do wonder, I think you may have been on to something there, Tony. You said something earlier, and I, I'm sure she is upset about this. And this is this gripe's not just all BS, and she does She does feel a type of way, but there probably is a little bit of, I think uh, Jerry Jones once said, any publicity is good publicity, and this is just Swift keeping her name in the news cycle. I mean, we're sitting here talking about it two weeks since she posted that, so she's keeping her name in there, and oh, oh, by Hmm. the way, Taylor Swift has an album coming out, I think, in a month or two. Oh, Oh. really? So... (laughs) Oh really? I, Kanye West has done the same thing where it seems like he <laughs> for gets, years he, yes. he gets in the news for something crazy, whether it's good or bad. He's in the news, and oh, oh, by the way, oh, I'm dropping an <laughs> album there's an too. Album don't I'm
1: there's, street, an album. there's
2: always somebody with the playing playing the game who's controlling the strings, and that that might be her business partner and saying, name. "Let's get your name in there. And let's the let's game. let's get in there."
1: That's right. Um, I did. <laughs> Yeah, yeah she is, talent. and I, I do. She like has a ton so of fans. Song, I'm not going
2: to lie. If a Taylor, if the right Taylor Swift song comes on on the radio, Kevin may or may not be singing along in the truck playing that
1: radio. So, well, I will say when we get to the segment of Hey, what are you listening to? Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah, come up for me. she's not going to be on yeah, my list. You know, but, and uh, I like her, but like I do. You like know,
2: her, Kelly but, yeah. Clarkson. Oh, Kelly can, Clarkson yeah, had a remedy yeah. for old Taylor Swift. She told her she should go back and record, re-record all her because it's the first recording, so she could re-record "Teardrops on My Guitar." And like rename it like the deluxe or something I don't know but she could re record it and then have the master recording oh, to yeah, that the remaster but I, I, there, there's there's yeah. a little difference you know there, there's a difference between when that album came out at 16 and when she she's a different <laughs> woman now she's a grown yeah. she's 29 now and a, a mega star she recorded that at 16 and and this no long shot yeah. so I don't know if that's worth doing but it is it is interesting
1: yeah to yeah to quote a a very very good friend of mine. She's a grown ass woman. She can do whatever she wants.
2: I think heard, I think I may have heard that once once or twice in my day. Okay, I did want I did want to throw this out there. I don't know if we'll, I, this may or may not get cut. We'll see how it goes in the editing pro- process. But <coughs> this week, uh, the Lion King is being put out the new version of it. That's going to be a live action Lion King and.
1: Can you feel the love tonight? I I haven't heard it, but I
2: promise it's going to sound better than what you just heard in your ears when the song plays (laughs) on Friday in theaters. But this thing is expected to make a ton of money. I wanted to bring it up mainly because I remember growing up on Lion King, and that might have been my favorite movie. It it definitely was my favorite movie. It's still one of my favorite animated movies of all time. We talked a little Toy Story before. So I just kind of wanted to throw it out to you guys, Art. It seems like it's going to be a complete remake, just a live action with a ton of big name stars voicing over the different characters. So, Pops, any interest at all in this new Lion King? Yes, I am
0: interested uh, in it. And and I, I saw on one of the late night shows, John Favreau, uh, which I, I knew him when I saw him. I knew the name, but I, I wouldn't have put the name with the face when I saw him. I knew him exactly. Um, and he is, he is a big deal with the new Lion King. Uh, has a lot to do with him. I actually kinda like John Favreau, but um directed Iron Man. Uh, he did Iron Man, yes. So and they did like I guess there was a premiere where Elton John and all these A-list people went to see it. Um so it's getting yep. a lot of uh, ah, a lot of you play. Are
2: right. I do recognize him now that I see him. Yeah, yeah. you definitely
0: recognize him. Beyonce and Megan Markle shared the red Yes, Yeah tonight. that's I guess that's what it, maybe was entertainment tonight. Tammy probably had control of the T V that's what it was. Entertainment tonight. Um <laughs> But yeah, I'm actually. I don't know that I'd go to theaters to see it, but I am anxious
1: to see it uh, sometime soon. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Tom, any
2: interest on your part?
1: Okay, so I'm. I'm conflicted. Oh, okay. So here's the thing. I with, I guess it's a generational deal, and but the lot that Disney is doing this, and and for part of me is like, you know, they're just making money on these stories. They now have the technology to do this live action, and so. They've done Aladdin. They've done they've Tarzan. Done, uh, Tarzan. Jungle they've done, Book. Uh, Mowgli. They, all this stuff they've gone to live action, and I, you know, to me, the cartoons were awesome. But my kids were, well, beat bumps. Yeah, we you were, know, we're gonna. It's just that maybe, now it's know. a generational deal. That all of a sudden you're bringing these guys back up, and you're doing it in this new format. So part of me is like, yeah, you know, a new generation of five to ten year olds are going to get. Hooked on this, it's going to be their crack. They'll be watching it for ten or fifteen years. People will be punching CDs in in the back of their expeditions and Blazers, Pro- and probably just and hooking Escalade up the Bluetooth on their phone. Probably just streaming uh, it. Yeah, but yeah, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. So yeah, probably just streaming it. Damn. Uh, anyway, so part of me is like, yeah, you know, they just need to do it for that generation. The other part of me is like, why mess with a classic? And, and you know, it's just a, it, it's just being put back out there to to make more money for Disney if it's not 100% phenomenal to me it it's going to be a bust so it's it's just like if you know if you're going to remake a classic it damn well better be better than the first one just like a star is born they made they've been making a star is born every 15 years since 1930 something and so they the star is born made last year hell of a good movie so you know here's the lion king coming out 25 years or yeah 25 years after it was first put out there you know you better okay yeah
2: i do think i do think you run into an it better be damn good that's all i'm saying the bar is already set so high if you come in if it's a mediocre film then it then it's going to end up being a or if it's just a good film then it's going to be looked at as mediocre to bad like it needs to be really good because you're you're touching a yeah. classic. You're trying to yeah. repolish off a classic.
0: Yeah. But guys, because I can tell you, D- Disney yeah. are, they're geniuses, right? Yeah, so they, they own do the this. rights to this. <laughs> yeah. And I will so say, I guarantee they own you, fucking everything. <laughs> putting this out will bring interest back to the original. The animated show will get bought and streamed again. I mean, I think yeah, Disney yeah, is I absolutely. Might go on, I want to go, go on buy Amazon stock. I need to go buy watch. stock in freaking Disney. Yeah, there you go.
1: Because, you should have done that okay. a while back ago. Oh, I should okay. have done it. Yes, no doubt. So now so now we can start doing this thing. Okay, Nathan Lane or Seth Rogen, who did it better? Okay, for me, I can't wait to see what Seth Rogen does with this, just to hear. <laughs>
2: yeah, all I can think about is his yeah, laugh. I all wait. I can think about is Seth Rogen's laugh.
1: Okay, yeah, a stone Pumba. How cool is that? You know, and, Pumbaa and so already seemed kind of stoned, like that, going back now, yeah, like thinking back. Yeah, did, you know. <laughs> thinking back, you know, yeah. Maybe Seth Rogen stone. does have but that anyway. stoned
0: laugh. It there there is a stoned laugh and everybody knows what we're talking about and it's they're wow. hearing yeah, it. everybody everybody they're hearing it.
1: Yes. Yeah. They're hearing it but not that I would do anything about that. So, um, but you know, I think that that part of it is fun, but you know, it just better be just really damn good. And and so I that's the part of me that that's like, you know, why mess with a classic and and leave it like I'll that? I'll say this.
2: But, I'll probably, I will probably will be in theaters to go watch it because I loved Lion King at a younger. I And I haven't watched a lot of these live and, action, the new remakes, really. And from all I've heard, a lot of people really like them. Like I've heard LJ and, and Hannah talk about some of the Tarzan Jungle books, I believe. And they really liked them. So yeah. I, I'm going to watch it I, and I'll report back to you guys
1: after okay. I see it. All, all right. On. Report back. Let us know. Let us know how it is. All right. Let's
2: wrap up the pod as we normally do, and let's do a little what we're listening to. We did we talked some T-Swift. I don't know if that's what we're listening to. I'd, hopefully, we're not listening to Tony's <laughs> rendition of the Lion King soundtrack. Hopefully, we can actually put the real <laughs> version in there. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> but I'll start with you, Pops. What what have you been listening to here as of last? This was a
0: little out of left field, and I can't remember exactly where I heard it, but I heard Travis Tritt singing the other Whoa. day. Whoa. And oh, man, really? it got me back wow. on a little Travis Tritt. You know, here's a quarter. Call someone that cares. Uh, 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 God, I can't even I, remember man, all this. Was, was he the one that's
2: saying that, that rice wow. cooking in the microwave? It's a great day to be alive. Or, no, that's yes, not true. It's a great. Is it? Yeah, okay. I think
0: it's a great day to be alive. Travis uh, Tritt. Uh, the kid sitting in the front row. I'm going to be a somebody someday. I mean, he, <laughs> Travis Tritt had some good stuff. He really did. So uh, I have yeah. to put a few Travis classics uh, on the website. Yeah. That's what I've been listening you to. You know, Travis,
1: Travis Tritt is when Redneck became cool. A little know? bit. He was a member before, of a country redneck, club, remember? Yeah. Yeah. Redneck redneck before then was like, man, don't be a Redneck. But also Travis Tritt was one that started coming in like, oh, you know, it could be cool to be could a Redneck. Could be cool. Yeah. That's Travis Tritt's, you know, his contribution to society. <laughs> I liked that, a little Travis it. Tritt. I did <laughs> yeah, back in the day and, and, and still do today. Yeah. Yeah. That, so, that's a uh, that big old round face, that ugly ass haircut. If that guy can sing and get women, anybody can <laughs> sing and get women. Well, I think a lot of it's the singing, I
2: think. You need yeah. you gotta master. It. And, and and we and we know already clearly by listening to this podcast that you have that in spades, that singing voice. So in spades. A, <laughs> so look, do you see the full circle I did there? We just we were talking about cars to start the podcast, and then I throw a little spades out there. Wow. Um, Fantastic. i want to go for what my what we're listening to. Shout out to I was I was riding. Thanks a lot to uh, Pops and and my, our main man. Everyone on here knows our main man Keith Mac Daddy was helping. Phoebus. He was helping us move. I, I moved into a new place this weekend, and both them were helping. And when they were riding around, they threw some Avid Brothers on on mm-hmm. the playlist when we were in the car. The Avett Brothers can kind of jam. I, I've I've neglected them. I know Dad and LJ have brought them up before. I think. And I've kind of neglected them and that was my mistake. I'm just gonna throw it out there. The Avett Brothers, I I'm digging them. They can jam. So that they're that, good. That's what I've been
1: listening to ever since this weekend. I'm gonna have to figure out these Avett Brothers. I've never listened to they're, them. i have to go find them. I, the magpie good, and the dandelion.
0: Listen to it, Tony. It's a great album. Fantastic.
1: <laughs> I'll hook you up, brother. Tony, right. what about you? You've been listening to anything good lately? Oh yeah. You know, you know, I'm a little eclectic. I, <laughs> you know, I like to like to expand my boundaries. So Here's two. The two things I've been listening to is Vampire Weekend. Oh, I
2: like you mentioned that. that I've not really
1: listened. I could. I will listen. To Keith,
2: Keith mentioned them too the other day. I think I heard him say Vampire Weekend the other day. Keith mentioned Vampire yeah, Weekend. Somebody he said it popped did. Up on some oh, radio
1: station, and he really liked yeah He's been drinking rose wine again. <laughs> um, uh, you know, the thing about Vampire Weekend that I really like is is that every song is complex. There's nothing, you know, and it is it, just up and down. There's different mu- uh, instruments, but the songs, when you listen to the words, there's so much going on in there. And this whole, I've been listening to the this album's "Father the Bride." It's their it's their newest one, and and he's talking about the explosion of a relationship and and a wedding that goes on and all the things that go on with that. It's really, uh, you know, uh, one of my favorite lines. He says, "I don't want to live like this." but I don't want to die. And, and, you know, and so he lot so much stuff going on in the album and, and, and great harmonies. You hear great electric guitar. They got solos, a great sound. Oh, they guitars. got a great sound. You hear, you hear, uh, uh, orchestra, orchestral movements and it's just really awesome. It's, it's a fun album to listen to. If you can just sit down and listen to it. And I, and I've been listening to it like three or four times as I've gone back and forth traveling. So, and then on the flip side of that, this is where it really gets weird is acdc oh (laughs) yeah and so it it goes back and so it's in it and and i started listening to acdc and it's just so minimalist that it's just you a singer a lead guitarist and drums and they just are hammering you with rock and roll and you know it's just right there it's fun lyrics you know i you know i encourage everyone to go listen to giving a dog a bone if you feel (laughs) like you know you know uh, you know it's a bad day go listen to giving a dog a bone and but everything is you know it's just so right there in your face and it's and, and it's such a comparison to Vampire weekend which has so much complexity going on and all ACDC is is it's just guitars boom. guitars uh, uh, a, a drum. And a guy in a gravelly voice—it's just real. It hits you so much lower. It's just right there in your gut. Uh that's that's what I've been listening to. Yeah, all
2: right. Good stuff. I'm, I'm I'm digging it. I'm digging it. And by the way, to anyone out there, if if you're—and I know as as this is being edited by LJ, he's gonna be just pulling his hair out because if you—that's not a cricket in your car, Uncle Tone. You know, he he, <laughs> he records from the back porch, so that's that's why we're hearing that beautiful <laughs> background serenade from a cricket. I yeah. think.
1: Just y'all come out here, and yeah, y'all come out here to the country and record with me. It's great. It's, it's great.
2: It's so that's what we got today. We got the JPP pod featuring <laughs> the cricket, Cass, and, it, and it's it's a
1: beautiful. I may have just saw a wildebeest go by
2: Tony <laughs> back there. Yes. I mean. yes.
1: Oh, no, that's a that's Bigfoot, Bigfoot. I leave out a couple of turkey legs. Which if I had okay, if I had to get into an eating contest, <laughs> yeah, turkey yeah, okay. legs. Turkey legs and cheeses. I'm <laughs> I, telling ooh, you, I you, can eat, you, I can't, eat can't eat touch Tony on cheeses. You can't touch it. <laughs> it's over. This, it's. Over
2: Kevin, you can't so, touch this. Yeah, you he go. can eat cheez I could go get that. I could go get that big old that big old box from like Sam's or Costco's, and he would just he would just tear it up. Oh God!
1: Sixteen ounces in five minutes, man. I take it. Done. <laughs> it's one pound, five minutes. Over. It's amazing. Oh man! Over. It's amazing what he can do to a box uh, of cheeses. It is all incredible. right. Well,
2: on, on that note, we'll let your minds wonder on where pops is going with that. But on that note, I think we'll wrap it up. I do want to say, I, Uncle mm. Tone, I really appreciate you hopping on with I, I thought if we're going to talk some football and maybe talk some talk some fantasy we had to get I mean who better than get Uncle Tony on and and I'm ready for some Man, football season it. I'm ready to get some, get some more talking
1: going on and anytime yeah. I am I am humbled to be here in your presence so thank you very much for <laughs> allowing me to be here what, you know I, I think before we started recording you or maybe
2: it was right when we started you called dad a gentleman and, and he said he doesn't get that often. oftentimes I don't hear people say they're humbled To be in our presence. So uh, we're just getting we're getting showered with the compliments here today. <laughs> yeah. So that'll do it for another episode of the JPP Pod. We will be back next week. By the way, you can catch, you can find our show notes over on our website, justpressplaypod.com or you can find us on the Facebook or Twitter, wherever you do your social media, and you can find us the Facebook, on it. The, the Facebook, the okay. Facebook. Yeah, I know. I, I don't know why I threw the the in there. Like like I'm an Ohio State fan, I got to throw the the in there before <laughs> before I say it, but. Yeah, find us on we'll Facebook, on find line. us on Twitter, find <laughs> our website, comment if you have any argument. I'm sure there's there's a lot you have to disagree with on us. Uh, that's one thing about Tony, when he gets on here, there's a lot to disagree between. We're always going to disagree with him, and there's a lot of different opinions. So it, if you think one of us is wrong, go ahead and leave us a comment. Let us know, rate, review, subscribe, and uh, we will catch you again next week on the Just Press Play pod. Peace.
1: Peace out. Peace.